Hanging with Chu, the podcast where I talk to the people in my life. I'm your host, Jay Chu, and I hope you enjoy. So, hi, Maddie. How are you today? Hi, I'm good, Jay. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, just a little tired. I've been playing a lot of online chess recently, but, you know. That's cool. Actually, today, I laid out in the snow, just <laughs> thinking about random stuff, and then I went inside and I punched a punching bag. <laughs> That's what I did today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's Seems con- <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I did the exact same thing, so I get you. Right, very relatable. Just yeah. gotta get those feels out. Yeah. yeah. And I, I forgot, how did we meet again? Um, I believe we met because we both chose to do the musical, and when you were a junior, I was a freshman, and you were cast as the lead, and Dennis, and you had an incredible voice, and I remembered that, and you were nice, and so I tried to be your friend. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, like, especially that year, for, like, a lot of the the time we were rehearsing like I, I just like I didn't know anyone or I wasn't close with anyone so I was like I remember during like the meetings where everyone would sit in the seats in the auditorium mm-hmm. I would just like sit in the back because I'm like I don't know anyone and I'm like just yeah it was a but other than that it was a pretty good experience so yeah, yeah. I mean yeah it's a good time at times but yeah when you feel like separated from everyone and can be sad <laughs> but but yeah i i'm sometimes i miss those days because that's when i had all the confidence in my voice because i didn't know anything you know how some people say like the less you know the more confident or like the less you know more confident you can be mm-hmm. i was like at the peak of my confidence i'm like i can do this i remember us all like standing in like the circle in the pit not a circle but like you know how it's typically set up for Mm -hmm. a choir and you would like go off and I remember her like I like one of the first times we heard you sing like I remember being like holy moly this kid is talented and he hasn't even like you know really done other shows before like that's insane I was very impressed, and yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I remember a little bit of it because that was like the only time that I sang in front of everyone, like during rehearsals. Other than that, they wouldn't let me sing. But it was, it was, it was weird. Everyone, everyone clapped at the end for no reason. After, like when we were practicing yeah yeah it was that was a yeah it was a it was a little weird but like overall like I really enjoyed the role like that like being a part of that musical got me into at least listening to like three other musicals so like it was a good experience like I found out I found like why people like musical theater and just theater in general yeah it's it's just nice to be able to like let reality go for i don't know however long 
and just become this different person. And I'm not like a big musical kid. I don't listen to a lot of musicals. Um, I do it because it's it's relaxing. Although it does like take up a lot of time and distract me from like getting homework and studying done. Um, yeah, it's really fun and I miss it. I wish we could still do shows, but pandemic. Yeah. It's upsetting. But yeah, there's. I think I heard like someone say like, or like I like to think of it like this also. Like there's a lot of people who like don't really like musical theater because they think it's weird. But like, mm-hmm. but once you get into it, or like once you like actually try to understand it, I feel like there's something about it that like keeps you like in that realm of mm-hmm. being a theater kid. Yeah. Although I'm not a theater kid, and I would, <laughs> I do not want to be a theater kid. I do I'm appreciate theater. <laughs> I I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it becomes some people's, like, world. For some, You know, it's yeah. an obsession for some, kind of like you with chess, I guess, right now. Yeah. But it's like, Yeah, it's like, if you've hung out with a bunch of theater kids, they start singing random Broadway songs <laughs> out of nowhere, and everyone joins in. Mm-hmm. Except if, you, if you're not a theater kid, you probably don't know what they're singing. So you're just sitting there, and they just keep on singing, and they just go on and on and on, and you're like, I don't belong here. <laughs> I, f- I find that really impressive, but then I find it just, I don't know, incredible that people can remember dances from, like, shows they did years in the past, mm-hmm. and they're able to just, like, go, and I don't know. It's like they practice, like, randomly... <laughs> over the years like I, I don't understand yeah I I can't relate I also can't relate because I was I'm not good at dancing first off and I didn't practice enough to make up for the fact that I was bad da- I was bad at dancing so I just yeah it worked for your character though like your character was like I don't know just the scrawny like uncoordinated nerd mm-hmm yeah, that stereotype. I Terrible. W- I would... Yeah, it was... It was interesting. But, you know, it was a... If there wasn't a character like that, I wouldn't have been casted. So, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I feel like you could play a different kind of character, but... I mean, if you relate to that character and feel like... <laughs> you can portray that really well then like go for it no because i'm i'm first i'm a bad dancer and then i'm also a bad actor because i've never actually done it and i feel like the drama club was like the first asian kid we've had since i don't know because it was like there were like three minority kids including me so they're like this is the perfect chance let's cast them and I'm like, thank you. I'll just take <laughs> just, that right up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you definitely had the talent to sing Dennis's parts. But, like, also, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how they casted you. Yeah, based I, off of, you know, no, but your race, maybe. <laughs> a, a, lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of people in the... Because a lot of 
a lot of the leads are typically kids who have been in the program for or in the club for a while so like they like pay their pay their dues in quotes Mm -hmm. like before they like have a chance of getting a lead role and i was like skip all of that (laughs) it was nice to meet everyone Mm -hmm. they're like oh my gosh this asian kid who can't dance (laughs) perfect for our dentist no that's so terrible that probably is not how it went down, but maybe. <laughs> no, but they didn't really know. test the dancing as much. I don't think they were, you know, looking. That's at... true. Yeah. I don't, I remember the dancing, like, auditions for, why can't, how to succeed. <laughs> Just blanked out on that. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually auditioned with a friend because he was my bride. So I was like, I convinced him to audition with me. And so he did. And like, it was like, he, like, he also was, he's a better dancer than I am, but he wasn't as, he wasn't as good as like the theater kids. So we booked, so, you know, it was, and he decided not to do it after the audition things. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't take, I can't like, can't turn down this role. So I'll just try it out. And gotcha. it's one of, like, I joining the drama club was one of the best decisions I've made in high school. So I'm pretty glad that I did it. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good place. They're all very accepting. And it's just a good space in general. Yeah. People complain a lot. I've heard a lot of complaining. I've done some complaining too, but... <laughs> it's like, everyone complains about everything in the club, but at the end of the day, I think, at least for me, I'm like, this is nice. It's, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yes. And I don't think I've heard anyone say anything that, I don't know, just ignorant in the club. Like, I feel like... If you were to say anything to them, they would just be like, yes, you do you. And I think that's important to surround yourself with people that, I don't know, think that way and accept you for you, you know? Yeah. And how is... And then, so, like, because I asked you previously what you wanted to talk about today, and you said singing problems. (laughs) Because I don't know... Just starting off as a new singer or just, like, one without training is just rough. <laughs> I kind of wanted to discuss that because it's, it's bad. Yeah, I feel the same way because, like, like, like I said, if you don't know anything, you feel like you feel so confident. Mm-hmm. But once you start to learn a little bit, like, your confidence just decreases so much and you're like, I don't want to sing anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I I don't know how to, like, breathe. And apparently that's a big part of singing. But I don't even... <laughs> I've never been taught how to breathe. So I guess I'm just not. And... <laughs> yeah. No one, no one taught... It's, if you don't take lessons, no one teaches you how to breathe. 
Mm-hmm. And I played trumpet, which is also like a wind, like a you you have to breathe for the trumpet too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to breathe, but like you have to you have to have a good breath to play the trumpet. But no one told me how to do that for the trumpet either. So I was just I was just doing it poorly in both with my voice and the trumpet. And so it was, yeah. It's uh, have you tried googling how to breathe? <laughs> Like, yeah, but I feel like I'll try it and follow the video, but who even knows if I'm doing what they're saying right, you know? Like, I wish I did have someone to, like, help me out in person that knows what they're doing, but, you know, I'm not that big into it, so it's not that big a deal for me. And to be honest, I mean, because I'm taking or at least up till now I took voice lessons with a classical singer he and then I when I tried to get him to teach me how to breathe like he we worked on it for like I don't know like two lessons and then we just stopped and I'm like I still don't know how to breathe <laughs> mm-hmm. but I've I found Google I found YouTube videos in like of like teachers and also because I can watch Korean videos, Korean videos, and they are a lot more helpful, at least for me, they share more information. But, so it was interesting to see, because like, I'm also not that interested in classical music. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, all the things that I'm like, singing, I'm like, in my lessons, I just throw away. And then I'm like, I want to just focus on how to breathe and how to sing without hurting myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not going to be singing classical music just, like, <laughs> for enjoyment. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and you just, I think once you go to college, you'll find it, you'll find more opportunities to find, like, a teacher. Like, people who are, like, at the top of their fields, and just, like, ask mm-hmm. them how to breathe, I guess. So, you did American Music Abroad, and you were in the choir, too? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why did you decide to, I don't know, on a whim, just be in the chorus? Oh, it's... I I think this was after the... No, this is before... This is before, the right? This is yeah. before I did the musical. I... I think it was because I didn't want to do the concert band. So I, You didn't play the trumpet? <laughs> no, I, I did play it. I was in the they put I was in the choir and the concert band or the symphonic band, but I didn't want to do the symphonic band. Gotcha. So I wanted to do the jazz band and the choir. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let you do the jazz band if you didn't do the symph- if you didn't do the symphonic band. So I'm like, I guess I'll do the choir and the symphonic band. Nice. Yeah. How much of that trip do you remember when you went? Uh, a decent bit. I don't... I remember, like, a few places. I just remember the vibe of... Because we went to a lot of, like, not big cities, but, like, small towns. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, more, like, more, like, local. It, it felt more local. Like, people were friendlier. And... There was a lot of performing. 
and I don't know, there's bits and pieces I remember, but I don't remember, like, all of it. Yeah, I, you know, it's sad to say, because I spent, like, an entire month in Europe and spent a good amount of money on it. I don't recall <laughs> a lot of things from that trip, because I got very little sleep. <laughs> um, I decided to start running every single morning with one of the, like, chorus teachers that went and we would wake up at like 4 a.m and run and it was just maybe not the best decision because I would like then survive on like I don't know four hours of sleep it was just not good (laughs) yeah I mean that's dedication and you can say you did that but yeah that's (laughs) That's not, hard. Not a, not a good idea, because I really don't remember a lot. Because I couldn't sleep on the bus, because I'm weird that way. It's too shaky for me. You uh, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... That trip was... There were a lot of, like, I don't know, meme, memeable moments. Or, like, because there was the bed check no-nos. Yep. And, like, they warned against... Bus love. Oh gosh. Ugh. <laughs> um, it was. It was because I went with Maggie, mm-hmm. and Grace, and Dan Slatch was also went also went there, and like from our school. And there was actually there was Jake who was the drummer, who also went, but I hung out mostly with Maggie, Grace, and Dan. I guess, and uh, another kid named Tim, and then you know Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So that was our little gang, and I don't know. It was how was like? So you don't remember most of it? No, I. You know, it's sad because I somewhat remember the places we went, but I mostly, from what I remember remember like the drama that occurred mm-hmm. and it just it's upsetting because I just remember so much bus love that <laughs> like I don't know it consumed my group at times just the chaos of being teenagers and <laughs> liking each other and it was just not good yeah it was Thinking back on it, it's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. Because mm-hmm. literally yeah. everyone's on the bus. Yeah. But there were some good moments. Because they gave us breakfast and dinner. And I remember one day uh, in Germany, we had like wiener stitzels. Mm-hmm. But, but my group had bought wiener stitzels to eat for lunch. And then they served us the same thing for dinner. I just remember that randomly. But, yeah. Do you still keep in touch with any other people you want with? Um, yes. So, my friend who, like, goes to Saratoga, I didn't really know her very well before the trip. I kind of just spontaneously decided to, like, do AMA alone without knowing anyone. Mm -hmm. Not spontaneous, but, like, yeah, just decided to go and have fun and meet whoever I met. And, yeah, we became really good friends, and 
like we're like best friends now and it's really good and then I still keep in touch with one other person and he's one year older than me and he's very nice but yeah I there were other people that we hung out with but they didn't really keep in touch but that's okay (laughs) yeah I mean it happens I guess Mm -hmm. but yeah I me keeping in touch with most of them is like I we've I follow some of them on Instagram, so I just check up on how they're doing every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, I mean, some of them, like, a kid named Matt, um, we, like, we have a Snapchat streak, and every once in a while, we would just chat. Because he, he actually tried to get me to go to Colby, Colby College. Mm-hmm. He's like, they love Asians. And, like, you should just come here. Like, he's like, if I got in, like, you can get into, we have similar scores. And then I just, and then that year, Colby had, like, a 9% acceptance rate. And I'm like, I did not get in. And he's like, oof, that's tough. But, you know. That's crazy, 9%? I haven't really heard much about Colby. Yeah. I it I think because they, they made their applications free. Oh, gotcha. And then, but, you mm. know. But I met, I got close with, I got closer with Maggie and Grace. So it was nice, I guess, at the end. Although I'm not, I haven't talked to either of them in a while, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, I sort of stopped keeping up with people once. Me too, (laughs) so bad. So. Hence uh, why the podcast started. Mm-hmm. So, I could, good, so I could talk idea. to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I had like a realization the other day and I like sit around and I wait for people to reach out to me and see how I'm doing. And then I was thinking like, I bet you everyone else is waiting for someone else to say something to them to show that they are caring Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, that was badly worded, but basically, like, everyone is wanting to see if everyone else actually cares about them, so they're waiting for someone to say something and not, you know, taking the step in asking someone. I guess. For me, my my primary way of contacting people is to Snapchat. And then, mm-hmm. so if I have, if I have streaks with them, then, like, we have, like, at least one opportunity, opportunity to, like, say something during mm-hmm. a day, because I'll just keep the streak. And then sometimes we get into conversations. I mean, other times I reach out if I want to, like, do something or, like, ask them a question. But I think the one person that reached out to me was Ella Sampson. She's like, Jay, how are you doing? Cause I, cause I haven't seen her in a while, so you know it was nice to talk to her. But most other people, it's like I understand if they don't reach out, cause I also am not reaching out. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm very, I guess. I guess it would be hypocritical. Like I wanna like talk with people and I wanna hang out, but I just don't. And I wait for other people to, and then I, like, want other people to, like, 
ask me to hang out and like ask how I'm doing. It's not good. Yeah. But yeah, I decided I'm going to make sure people are good and stuff with the whole pandemic. I feel like we're all very, I don't know, disconnected and I need to make sure everyone's okay yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I've personally been fine just not having a lot of social contact for a while. Because even mm-hmm. before the pandemic, I, I, I almost never made plans. Like, someone else made plans, and then I would either say I would go or I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's how I am, too. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> That's, That's also what I said. So, and my way of making plans or initiating them was to make a group chat and say, like, here's the people. What do we want to do? Yeah. I, I feel like every single time I ask a group of people to do something, like, most most of the people are like, yeah, I'm busy, or, like, something, and I'm just like, okay, so then I won't try again. <laughs> I'll give up on that dream. No, the, the tip is to pick one person, text them individually, hey, let's do this with people. So now they're in it, too, so now they can't say no. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Or, yeah, usually I just ask one person, and they're like, hey, like I'm like, hey, do you want do you want to do this with a bunch of other people? And they probably they usually say yes because now you have two people trying to convince people instead of just one. That's smart. I typically I ask Kai and then Kai just arranges all of it because that's just how he is, and everyone will do what Kai says. <laughs> so it works. Yeah, it really does. It works, especially if you don't want to be the one to mm-hmm. you know ask. Yeah. And how's how's being in high school in the <laughs> pandemic? Because it's yeah. It's you know it's kind of rough. Um, I've always been one to really like school, and you know I like to learn and I like to see my friends in school, and because it's mostly virtual this year for me because mm-hmm. I do hybrid school. Um, it's just very upsetting. Um, you probably experienced this in your classes that are over Zoom, but, like, it's so hard to focus with, like, someone teaching through a screen. Like, I just don't feel, I don't know, like, I'm absorbing any information. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, yeah, there's just a general, like, disconnect, and I don't enjoy it, but it's... I get to sit in bed all day for some days, so that I guess that's okay. What's hybrid school? So, for Saratoga at least, um, hybrid is when you go into school in person for two days out of the week. Um, if you're at the beginning of the alphabet, um, you go in Monday and Tuesday, and then if you're at the end, you go in Thursday, Friday, and Wednesday will eventually in February um, be like a half day where you have to zoom into certain classes. Yeah, right now, currently, and it has been for the year so far, it was basically like after school help, but like during the day. So like you could just go into a class and ask the teacher for help. But they're getting rid of that because 
I don't know. I think t- uh, parents have complained that there's no structure really to Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And the school does what parents say. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess because if you don't go to, like, if you don't go ask for help, you just have the day off. Yeah. Sort of. It's, that's pretty much it. Um, Some teachers will ask you to come in and, like, actually teach and have class. Or, like, I've had a lot of teachers make Wednesdays, like, a testing day. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting. But, <laughs> yeah. So, I've had multiple tests and quizzes on Wednesdays. And, yeah, it's just whatever they want to do with the day. But most teachers are, like, you know, just come in and ask questions if you need them. How are the arts, like, how is band, orchestra, chorus, how does that work? Um, so we all, for orchestra at least, and I heard the choir works this way too, everyone stays mute, and, yeah, we typically try to play with the people that are in the classroom, um, but Zoom, for me at least, will, like, glitch out, and so, like, I'll be playing, and then, like, they'll just cut out, and I won't know where the heck I'm supposed to be, and that's really exciting. Yeah, are you guys having a concert? Well, okay, <laughs> we did have a concert. We all videotaped ourselves playing with a recording, and we had a recording of, like, a professional orchestra playing and we had to listen to it through headphones play along with that and then our teacher labello she like you know stitched all of our videos together and like you know put all of everyone playing on top of each other which must have taken her a long time but yeah it was very interesting dang that's a lot of yeah. commitment <laughs> yeah and it was it's very challenging to play with the recording, mm-hmm. especially when it, I'm pretty sure one of the songs like would like slow down and speed up a little bit throughout it, and there's no conductor to like reference, so that was just rough. Yeah, yeah. I, cause I the vast Vassar, like, I was in the Vassar chorus, and then they did the similar thing, except it was like their like video was too hard to try to edit together, so that you just have to send in recordings mm-hmm. and so I didn't practice the music for like the entire semester and then the day of I just tried to play it I just tried to sing and like I almost gave up on singing completely entirely that day because I'm like I realized I can't first I can't sing the part and second there's not enough people in the chorus that I can just not hand it in so I was like it took a lot of commitment it it took a lot of it took like I would say like close to 20 takes which was which is very time consuming because like if because like if I almost got it perfect then it would take like five minutes for one and if I just made one mistake at the end then I'll be like okay I have to redo this and (sighs) that must be rough because like for the viola at least like each note is each note and I know that like if I put like one finger down on this string it'll produce an E but like for singing I always try to match the pitch of whoever is around me like standing around me um because I cannot read music and like be able to sing like I don't know a G like right then and there and 
that would I couldn't even imagine having to sit there and like maybe with a piano and play each note. Yeah, I I, but I I feel like for me playing another instrument helped me as a singer because I was able to read the music, and like, and once I was given one note, I could figure out. I basically I could sight read better as a singer because I could sight read as with another instrument. Is that? Do you have a similar experience with that or? Yeah, I, I yeah. So I know how like the steps work in between notes, which kind of helps. But I mean, the viola is in a different clef mm-hmm. than singing, so it's, <laughs> it's I don't know, pretty foreign to me still. But it helps a little bit for me. Yeah, I I think, yeah, but at the end, I would not recommend doing the arts as, uh, you know, while during a pandemic, basically. Yeah. I actually quit chorus in the middle of the semester. I emailed the professor. I'm like, hey, I'm too busy. I can't do this anymore. Sorry about this. And then he said it was all okay, except I, I forgot that chorus wasn't a club, and like you had to drop the class, and I didn't mm-hmm. drop the class, and I didn't realize until like the end of the semester. And I'm like, I emailed him again. Hey, I was just <laughs> following up. I forgot to drop the class. Will I fail or like? And he's like, no, just like don't worry about it. Just like try to join again next semester if you can. And I'm like. And like I'm probably not I'm not gonna join again, <laughs> but I was grateful mm-hmm. that I didn't fail. Yeah, that would not be good to have that just show up. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. especially, I mean, because at, at Vassar we had rehearsals three times a week at night, and it was it was taking up a lot of time. Especially because mm-hmm. I only do homework at night, or I only did homework at night. So, like, I just wouldn't have time to, like, do homework, and I was tired, and I'm like, I can't keep, and also I wasn't really doing anything during the rehearsals, because mm-hmm. you could, you could turn off, you could, because we're all muted, and you could turn off your camera, and all you have to do was leave at the right, this is bad, but at least for me, I didn't want to sing alone, so then I would just be on my laptop like doing random stuff watching youtube videos mm-hmm. and then when it was time for the class to end i would leave the zoom with everyone else it's pretty bad but that's i think that's that's thing that's why i struggled in chorus and why i quit and you had to like sit in your dorm and sing oh uh, some people you could sign up to go in person like and then there will be one person for each voice part and like since a rehearsal is like an hour and 30 minutes like you could sign up for a 30 minute slot and then I went a couple times but once I, I I went because I realized how much I was struggling and I wanted to actually sing but then I realized how far behind I was and how I felt bad that I wasn't able to keep up with everyone so then I'm like, okay, I'll stop going, you know, mm-hmm. just gave up, bad thing, but 
I'm not sure how college works, but, like, if everyone's pretty much in their dorm studying and stuff because you're not allowed to really leave, like, I would find that annoying <laughs> to, like, have someone next to you singing as you're trying to, like, study material. Yeah. Yeah. Also that I, I felt the reason I stopped singing was because I felt bad for my neighbors who were yes. studying so hard. <laughs> And I didn't want to disturb them because, you know, college is a community space. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're not too loud. And I, I didn't want to bother them because of my work, you know. It's very considerate of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you're, scun- you are going to study engineering at Cornell? That's- yeah. That's that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I, you know, <laughs> I applied early decision because I was like, you know, why not give it a shot? And so I did it. And I think the day before or the day of that I was going to get my letter, I read somewhere that there were like so many more early decision applicants than normal like typically apparently like 6,000 people applied early decision and this year it was 9,000 and I was like okay yeah no (laughs) that's not happening for me um yeah and then I got accepted and I ugly cried for a good like (laughs) hour and it was good yeah yeah, yeah, that's it's. I know how nerve wracking it can be, but it all worked out at the end. And mm-hmm. have you committed? Yes. Yeah, I I am very lucky that I did. I did early decision and I got accepted because I, I would have been able to deal with rejection from other schools, but like that probably would have been pretty taxing. Yeah, the first one is always the worst. At least it was for me. Like, I was in shock with my first reaction, with my first rejection. And then as they kept on piling on, it was like, I was, I was more numb to it every single Mm -hmm. time. I think it was actually a senior year. It was like tech week. It was like the week of the musical. Oh, rough. (laughs) It's like, um, like the morning before one of the shows like I got like three rejections in a row Mm -hmm. and then me and Maggie were like just like we both got rejected or like waitlisted and we're like high-fiving each other and like playing like putting on like hype hype hypey music so we could just like you know get rid of all the bad energy before we started the show but yeah that's terrible timing that's not fun but, but yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm very lucky that I didn't have to experience anything like that. Yeah, it all worked out at the end. Yeah. But That's that. Yeah, that was basically my philosophy going into it. Like a lot of people were asking me, like, you know, do you feel like you're gonna get in or not? And I was just like, you know, we'll see. Like, whatever happens will happen, and wherever I go, it'll be a good time. And I'll fit in, and it's meant to be, and <laughs> that's it. Yeah, because I mean, most people they 
don't hate where they go. Mm-hmm. Or they say like, like I'm so glad that I I'm going here, because you know as long as your experience isn't bad, it's it's your college experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And yeah. if you are unhappy, then you just transfer. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And, and I know engineer because I know you want to study engineering, and engineering is like male-dominated field. Yep. So, how 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 do you feel about that? Well, how what's your thought mind thought process as you go on? Well, I'm very excited because. You know, Cornell, their school of engineering, their college of engineering, isn't going to be all boys. Like, every other, like, tech-related thing I've ever done, um, which is really exciting because I get to meet other girls that are passionate about the same things that I am. Um, I, yeah, I'm very excited to meet, yeah, other girls that are interested in engineering because I feel like... It shouldn't be a male-dominated field. I don't think any field should be, you know, dominated with one gender over the other. Yeah. That's pretty much... I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. What, why... Why... How did you get... Become interested in engineering? Well, I've always been really into math and science and just solving problems in general Mm -hmm. and like creating things um and when i was in like third grade my parents signed me up for a stem girls camp which was really fun for me because i get i got to meet other passionate young girls and it was exciting um and i met like a few girls in college who were studying engineering and they were explaining specifically biomedical engineering which is what I want to do and it sounded like really interesting and something I really wanted to do um and yeah I basically (laughs) have stuck with biomedical engineering since third grade um you know like some kids their senior year and even in college like don't know what they want to do and I'm lucky that I found something that I feel like I'll succeed in and I'm passionate about yeah, yeah. and there's a good job market for yeah. biomedical engineering because mm-hmm. yeah. you know some people like will make get a degree because they're really passionate about it but it's like some degrees are harder to get a job in than others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good that I'm not good at art or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> want to become an artist of some sort because that would, yeah. So that, to... I realized with like the arts, especially, like even if you're good, like it's really hard to make it because like in other fields, like. You, you just have to be good enough and you will mm-hmm. make a living but in the arts it's like you have to be the best good enough isn't good enough mm-hmm. and a lot of it's also luck yeah and like maybe who you know mm-hmm. if they like yeah help you out so like i because like i i know a lot of people who are going into music 
musical theater and music. So like I'm just very like impressed with their determination. Like I'm like I'm just supporting them because it can be rough, mm-hmm. but they are doing what they love. Yeah, so. and that's really important, I think, because you don't want to like be stuck. I mean, you aren't like completely stuck in whatever fields you choose to go into, but yeah, it's it would be just not a fun time <laughs> being in a field that you aren't really passionate about. Yeah, because it's like there's always the urge to like choose a field or like choose a degree major because of the job market. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, if both your interests, if both your interests and the job market lines up, then good for you. Yeah. If not, very true. You can always marry rich, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, or just like live within your means. Yeah. Or marry rich. That's that's yeah. my plan for the <laughs> that's, future. That's the move. Yeah. See, I'll I can be a great stay-at-home dad. I'll have my hobbies. I'll do like all the cleaning, all the cooking. It'll be it'll be a decent enough life, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll have a lot of I won't I won't have too much free time, but I'll have enough to do what I want. Mhm. And you know, I can already imagine myself, you know, just taking care of the kids, like practicing some music, watch binge watching TV shows, you know, for like stressing about what meal to cook next, you know. <laughs> It's a classic. That's the move. I'm looking forward to that life. <laughs> yeah. I I either need to marry someone that will be a stay-at-home person or, yeah, have a job that's easy like that because I won't cook or clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I need a man that uh, will do that. <laughs> yeah, gender roles reversed. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much exactly. But at the end of the day, like, because I know right now I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with a psychology degree? And I have a couple plans, but they're all, they're all like long term commitments. So I, I haven't made a big, I haven't like this committed to one yet, but mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of plans going around. I'm thinking. Yeah. Masters, like become a therapist, become a doctor, or become like a PA. Because I actually just like considered being a PA today, so I asked a friend who's like going in that direction. She's a senior in college at Vassar. And then I set up an appointment with like the pre med, like the pre med people at Vassar, so I could get some more information. Hopefully it's not too late to change the course of my workload, but you know, yeah. stressful. I think you can do a lot with a psychology major. That I don't know. I feel like that is a degree that like your job isn't like the same thing every single day, you know, and that's also exciting. Like I couldn't imagine like an office job <laughs> where it's like the same thing. All the time. But yeah. I would be pretty good at an office job, to be honest. You know? 
I could be. I, I just wouldn't be motivated to do anything. It's it's the classic, you know, how to succeed in business kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, you do your job, you get paid, you go home, and you rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I might be up for it. I don't know. My backup plan is to be, uh, to work in human resources, you know, hopefully. So I have a bunch of plans lined up. Most of them are going to fall flat, but, you know. That's life. That is life. (laughs) But, I mean, (laughs) yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And here's something. What strange fears did you have as a child? <laughs> the way you just segued into that. So we're hitting all um, the pl- we're hitting all the all the points, you know. Uh, strange fears as a child. First one that pops into my head, <laughs> that okay, still affects me to this day. I've never been like, I don't know, scared of like horror movies or anything like that. But, like, for some reason, as a young kid, I was like, you know, vampires, they're about to, like, come in here and suck my blood. (laughs) So I would wrap, not wrap, but, like, I'd always pull my blanket, like, right above my neck and, like, tuck it in, like, behind my neck. So there was no way for them to access my neck. (laughs) And I still sleep that way. (laughs) And that's strange. I, to me, it. It's very strange. So the fear of vampires. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I knew they were not real, but just, like, the possibility. (laughs) I don't even know. No, as a kid, your blanket is, like, a bulletproof material. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're ever scared at night, you just go all the way underneath your blanket or your covers, and then you're safe and you feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's hard and to then, like... breathe, but <laughs> give or take, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, sticking out, like, your feet in the night, like, oh, monster's gonna grab that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there was that strange fear. And also, on the topic of sleeping, it's so sad. I would, so many times when I was really little... I would try to go to sleep and I would just start contemplating death and like (laughs) what it felt like to die and I would just start crying (laughs) and that's a strange it's not it's not strange Mm. it's yeah (laughs) I think the big question I have to ask is so what what did you what answer did you get Uh, how would I I don't know I would just get so sad because I was like, I don't, I don't want to die. Because <laughs> I would, I would be like six years old and I'd be like, oh my gosh, my life, <laughs> it's flying past me. <laughs> and I need to, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> six years have gone by already. I know. This is insane. I'm going to die shortly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of death, it's like, I sometimes I'm curious what happens when you die, because yeah. like if you if nothing like if 
your consciousness is just gone. So like you feel, so like there's nothing. Then like, it doesn't really matter. I guess because there's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. For me, I don't know. <laughs> there could be a bunch of different. I don't know scenarios. Yeah. But what other fears did you have? Um. I mean, it's strange. I guess. I know. Yeah, we're just gonna stop using strange to describe them because they were just fears. But if you ask my dad, he will deny it. But everyone else will say that he did it. But as like a young kid, he would like grab me if I was like standing near the side of a pool, and he would throw me in, and I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> and I didn't know like how to hold my breath underwater. Ah,、uh, so yeah, basically what I'm saying is I didn't swim underwater for <laughs> a good majority of my life. Like,、um, I think probably when I was like. Nine or ten, I started using a nose plug, like a plastic nose plug, and then I would go underwater.、Mm-hmm. And then I used the nose plug up until like I was thirteen. Like I was not about to mess with <laughs> going underwater. Um, which that's kind of strange. No, that is very strange. I mean, I get that sort of, but like for me, I learned how to swim when I was young,、mm-hmm. but. Like every time we went to a pool, or I just remember one time my brother wouldn't like would push my head underwater and wouldn't let me up. So you know that's that's pretty bad. It's terrifying. Yeah. But yeah. And then also doing two months of varsity swimming, I'm like I'm I don't want to go to a pool.、Mm. Like, pools and swimming is not for me. So you know. Me neither. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what you gonna do? Yeah, my brother, who was like two years younger than me, like could swim underwater when he was like I don't know four or five, and then I was thirteen, <laughs> still plugging my nose, and it was sad. Um, but yeah, <laughs> drowns the fear of drowning is a real thing. Mhm. Even if you、yeah. know how to swim, it's like one time I. Like you would do like cannonballs into the sh- like the shallower end of the pool, and then one time I did it in the the deep end without realizing that I was in the deep end, so I went down and I like I kept on going down and I I just extended my my legs so I could push off the ground, and there was nothing to push off of,、mm. and that was a little scary but, you know, just that's when your survival instincts like kick in. You, just, you start flapping your arms. <laughs> you, just,、yeah. you do everything in your power to get back up.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I think underwater is a very scary place.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's.、So. I'm no longer really scared of water, but yeah, that one was a big one for me as a kid. And I've never been afraid of like spiders or snakes or anything like that. But my big one still is heights, and I don't know why. Ah,、uh, so no roller coasters. 
No, I do. It's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Like, for planes taking off and, like, like, um, coming back to the ground, Mm -hmm. landing. Well, I couldn't think of the word. Um, that's scary for me. Being up in the sky is fine because we're there and it's done. But that and then roller coasters I can do. And then I also went ziplining and <laughs> for some reason I trusted that too. Yeah, no, I get you because I'm not scared of heights as long as I know I'm safe. And like, like I want to go skydiving and bungee jumping because mm-hmm. like, there's like things in place to make sure I won't die. But like mm-hmm. if I'm on a cliff and like there are no safety measures in place, then I would be scared. But I think that's just being scared of dying rather than sca- like being scared of heights. So Yeah. It's know. it's weird because like I'll trust roller coasters, but like when I'm up in like a really tall building, like I don't trust, if I'm, like, near a window, for some reason I don't trust the window. <laughs> so, like, like imagining, like, I don't know, someone maybe pushing, pushing me up against a window and having it break and then fall. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at in terms of my fear. I think you've seen too many movies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Sasquatch is scary. Sasquatch. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, I I think that's all the time we have today. So, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice Thanks to for have having you. me. It's nice to have you on. It's been good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to Hanging with Chu. I'm your host Jay Chu, and I'll see you next time.